0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Fitness First podcast. I'm your host Jake Mays, and I have a very special guest with me today, Coach Astrid of Team BioLane. Astrid, tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Well, I I'm from South America, and I mm-hmm. came to Australia over I think eleven years ago. So I graduated as a dietitian back home. I did my bachelor's degree, and then. I came to Australia and did my master's degree. And after that, pretty much, I got into the clinical dietetic industry. So I started working in a hospital, as pri- in a private hospital, as a dietitian in a rehab and mental health setting. And since then, I've been working there for over f- six years, roughly. Mm-hmm pretty much since I finished my master's degree and on the side I've been doing what I am really, really passionate about, which is the online coaching, which is something that versus or like when you compare it to clinical and the hospital setting is a completely different approach and environment as to how people are ready to change. Like in the hospital, you go and you have to kind of tell them, hey, I got a referral and I'm here to make you eat more because you're losing a lot of weight and you're not eating and people don't really want to change. Or it's like, oh, yeah, okay. But on the other side, when you work with clients that are truly looking for transformation and a change is is so, so different because they are... Really wanted to put in the effort to make the changes and transform their life. And the other thing is, obviously, we're talking about completely different conditions, we're talking about acute and people that are sick. And then we're talking about people that are on the other end that they really want to just change their life for the better. So I love both. It is interesting that each one has its own features and. Specialities. I do like clinical because it kind of keeps me up to date and I feel like I'm, I'm a bit nerdy so every time I have to learn more about a specific challenging disease or a condition or I have to be the one who treats or works with a patient's nutrition it's like I have no idea what to do so I have to sort of get into it. It's like I've had patients with like ileostomies and like things are really really strange for your ear like you, you might yeah. not have any idea what I'm talking about and you gotta work with that. On the other hand, I love the part in the within the clinical setting because there's the the rehab and there is the mental health. So in mm-hmm. mental health I do have a bit more younger population and it more so like they are not necessarily acute or they didn't have a surgery or anything like that, but it's more like working through Um, depression, anxiety. Most times there's like alcohol reconditioning from that. Some people, there is not a a specialty for disorder eating, but um, a big number of those patients will come with some level or some degree of eating disorder or disorder eating. So we'll, I will need to tackle that when I speak and work with those patients. Now, on my other side of like my online coaching, I do specialize a lot more. I found that if you really want to achieve your physique goals, you have to find that perfect trifecta between nutrition exercise and mindset or Mm. emotional your emotional health and your relationship with food and everything that has to do with the psychology so i think that is the missing link between these three things i i know that a lot of people focused on okay the nutrition let's let's nail the nutrition and it's absolutely important Mm -hmm. like if you you have the mindset and you have the training, but you don't have the nutrition, you're not going to get anywhere. Same with the training. You want to change your physique, but you have the mindset and you have the the, the nutrition, but you don't have the training. You will get somewhere, but you won't have the physique you want. You have to do the resistance training and everything related to that particular point. So each one plays a crucial role when we think about a complete successful transformation. That is not just going to be temporary, but for forever. So that's my main point. You want to think about this trifecta, and that's where I really put my focus on. Like I am really good at doing the nutrition and the training, and I think the missing link that has been kind of been missed a lot from coaches is that mindset, that mental aspect that behavior change, that habit, the, all these little things that at the end of the day make the total difference in the results your clients get. when they, When it comes to consistency and adherence, the mental aspect is going to be a crucial point for them to succeed.
2: Oh yeah.
0: No, I I totally agree. And and I'm honestly like when I was hearing you talk about that, I do the same thing because I I do online coaching as well. And the number one thing I found that's kept people on track early on, I mean, one is is try to find a win early, right? Like that's just reinforcement. Like I mean, if you if you feel good about it early on, you're more likely to stick to it than like in that first week or two it not going the way you it or not seeing really any results. But I really think it like taking off those like little chunks. Like I tell people all the time like hey this week we're going to do one thing. And that like blows people's minds sometimes cuz they're like what do you mean we're going to do one thing? I'm like well think about it. Like how many times in your life have you tried to overhaul who you are as a person in the first week? And they're like well every time I try to diet. <laughs> every single time. I was like well I'm going to cut out the coffee I like, the food I like, the desserts I like, the people I like and all of these things all at once and you're like, well, no shit, you didn't stick to it. Like that sounds awful. <laughs> you know, like if I had to cut out everything I loved on the first go on the first week, the first day, nobody would stick to anything. And it's yeah. funny to me because nobody does that or I'm sorry, I guess people do do that with like everything. Like when people are trying to save for something uh, finance wise, Nobody's okay with just saving ten dollars a day or twenty dollars a day. Everybody's like, if I'm not saving fifty percent of my paycheck, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blow all of it. And you're like, mm. it just like, why do you think the psychology of that is is the way it is? For, especially from a mental health standpoint. I
1: think we're just so badly wired to be all or nothing thinking. Oh, I'm do. Undo- hundred percent or I'll do zero percent. Like this, it seems like we're, we have these economists kind of thinking that there's no happy medium or middle ground or a great area that we can play with. Same with nutrition. Like people are, or you, you do keto or you don't do keto or you are doing intermediate fasting or you don't. But where is the happy medium, the middle ground? Like you could do something that's, just feels good that hasn't or doesn't need to be that extreme. It doesn't go to go to the extreme levels. Same with it, like when we think about the anti-diet world and then the complete extreme that you have to track every single gram of the food that you eat. Like this again, we're talking about complete extremes and there's always, like we as human beings, we lie in the middle. Like at the end of the day, the best way that we live is for the majority of people. Like, there's obviously outliers and people that will really want to do things completely extreme. And they are sort of like type A people that they can do that. Yeah. Like, we have bodybuilders, for example, that they can really just these, like, completely take the emotions out of it and be super robotic and do. The tracking and like they can do that in day in and day out and there's no problem.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we have other people that can do other things exactly the same. They super like they ready to follow exactly strict plans and they have no problems adhering to it. But we have a big chunk of population that do struggle and it's like a bit more normal that emotions play a big role in their daily in their the daily adherence of their lives, and also we we do see that these people tend to be more of emotional and more reactive, and depending on how they feel or how they perceive things they either go to one extreme or the other so I think it's it's just that needing to change that
2: mindset and to this
1: not necessarily a extreme. Find a happy medium or look at things of all or something. Instead of all or nothing. Like, okay, you can save from like from your same analogy, you were saying people can't wouldn't say just ten dollars here and there. But at the end of the day, if that feels more sustainable and it's obviously not a huge emergency that you really need to save to a lot of money, it's okay if you just do what you feel like is sustainable and it's, it's something that is going to help you still move to the right direction rather than feeling like you have to quit everything altogether in order to achieve X, Y, or Z. And same happens with nutrition and when we have a specific goals you can get there and obviously the time will just be dependent on the amount of effort and the amount of work you put in but sometimes there are circumstances that won't allow you to move faster anyway oh, yeah. like if you have someone who who has three gates They have no nanny. They have no family. They have to also do full time work. Like you want to perhaps change your physique, and you want ideally go to the gym and train four days a week, but this is not your reality. And even if you really wanted to put in the effort, just you just just don't have the capacity to do that at that level. So. You don't have to be extreme and say, well, fuck it. I'm not just, I'm just don't, don't do anything. You know, you find what is doable for you. Okay. I, I could, I won't be able to go to the gym, but I can do a, mi- a mini setup in my room and yep. I can train three days a week. is realistic for me when my kids are uh, asleep or, you know, Just finding the way, but it's not necessarily going to be the ideal, the perfect. So it is important to speak with your clients about realistic expectations and understand that sometimes we would really like the world to be perfect, but it's not. So how do we adapt to the situation and the circumstances we have in order to still make something work? And it may take longer. But if you're still chipping every single day, you will get to where you need to be. Regardless, as long as you don't give up. As long as you don't quit, you will get there. But that's the biggest point. It's just not necessarily going this all or nothing, but rather all or something. It's This is just a huge mindset shift that I started implementing with myself and my clients. And it's just been a game changer. Like oh, yeah. You just change that. All or something, like you can still do little things. What's the right? What is the next right, best thing you can do? If you can't do this hundred percent, what would be the next best thing to do?
0: No, wow, I, I love that, and I, I think all all or something is the perfect phrase. You can put that on a fucking t-shirt. I mean, that's that's perfect. That could be Astrid's coaching slogans. All or something. I mean, that's that's perfect right. because I mean. I, I, and I see it, I see it all the time. And I, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves in the fitness industry for marketing is this, this unrealistic reality of, you know, every, every ripped guy goes to the gym seven days a week. They don't eat carbs. They don't, Oh God, I fucking love the carbs one, but it's like, they don't eat carbs. They don't, they don't do this. They don't do that. And then these people are just like, well, fuck it. I guess if I can't do all that, then I guess I shouldn't even try i uh for for jake that that's astrid's coaching slang, but for Jake's coaching and the, what I tell my clients, my favorite phrase um as far as I know, I've coined this <laughs> i don't know <laughs> as far as I know i did uh it's- i tell them it's called hitting fuck it, and we have to avoid hitting fuck it. fuck it is when you get off work, and the only thing you want to do is go destroy. Two or three cheeseburgers from McDonald's because you've had a bad day, kid, you know, kid was homesick, car broke, whatever. If we can just have the right snacks in place or we can have the right timing to enjoy some junk food or some quote bad food, I don't like that, but like bad food, just to keep it simple by, you know, banking calories or, or it just being right in the plan at the time. If we can just account for that stuff and not hit fuck it. We can go so far because so many people just do something for six weeks or twelve weeks, and then they hit fuck it because they'll do something like uh And again, I'm not. I don't want people to crucify me over this in any comment sections, but I don't love 75 hard. People, people really like doing it. Yeah, I don't know people really like doing it, and more power to them. But in my opinion, things like 75 hard give people this end game, this end goal. Okay, once I get to 75 days, fuck it. I don't have to do this anymore. Mm. I, ha, have you seen that like with challenges that like 75 hard?
1: I, I, I'm not familiar with the 75 hard per se, like in depth. I've heard of it. I I do believe that it is like you say, it has, you go hard with so many habits and stuff and then after you go to 75 days, like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. The same happens with, like, challenges, with, like, a specific diet plans. Like, I get that with body, bodybuilders and competitors that go and prep for a show. And then after show days, like, now, fuck it. Now, let, mm-hmm. now, now what? Because they don't get the education that what is now the plan after this plan. The plan after the plan. or yeah. The diet after the diet, okay. You did a diet for twelve weeks. Now what? Okay, we have to reverse. Let's build. Like you gotta think about always being on some form of direction. Like you're working towards something. It doesn't have to necessarily be always striving for getting shredded or doing X, Y, or Z. It could be just being at maintenance, and maintenance is a very legit target and goal, like just to be consistent with the normal daily shit that you do every day, day in and day out, just showing up to the gym, just eating normal, just having a healthy relationship with food. Those things are just basic normal and just to help you maintain what you have achieved. And that on its own is already a very huge success if you're able to maintain what you achieved because that's the biggest problem with diets. People, everyone can lose weight. Mm-hmm. Everyone in a calorie deficit will lose a weight. And you see that a lot of huge transformations in 10 weeks, 12 weeks, and then suddenly three months later you see them bigger And double the size that they were when they first started the diet. And this is because they never learned what to do after. And one of the reasons I still believe is super determinant of this rebound is that because people want quick results, fast results, they don't, they only follow rules and they only follow processes and they just get told what to do but they don't really learn skills. They don't really learn, okay, what happens when um, this, the things don't go my way or when I am in a social situation or what to do after? What if I am emotional? Or I have a, a breakup or something. What do I do in those situations? No one tells you that. Like a diet plan wouldn't tell you, okay, you have to do this when this happens. Like there's no one telling you those things until you actually find that you have to work on your mindset. You have to work on habits and behaviors and be more strategic about your goals and be more strategic about your day. How your day is going to go. If I'm going out, let's plan. Let me see if I can have a very nourishing meal, feeling meal so I'm not hungry in the middle of the day, in, in the middle of nowhere. So it is just learning things that are going to serve you, not just for now and getting the results tomorrow, but for the rest of your life and that is what i love doing in my coaching and i i'm honest with my clients from the very first day i really want you to learn from me learn from this coaching but i don't want you to keep you forever i want to get you the skills you need in order to go in life and just succeed anytime you go and you actually present against different challenging situations because for me coaching is great when things are going great but it's even more important when things are going badly because that's where you as a coach has to lift them up and get them accountable and show them the different ways they can do things without going to that fuck it mode oh yeah because that is where they are more vulnerable when things are wrong, when they look at the scale, and the scale went up and like it should have should supposed to go down. Like it doesn't make sense in their brain until you as a coach come and okay, let's explore what happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. um We see that you had some high carbs, high salts last night. And you also did lakes yesterday. So there's a a bit of extra water in your subcutaneous um, fat. This is totally fine. You're going to be okay. You just stay on track. Don't worry about it. And then you start teaching them how to interpret the data and the scale and the numbers. And when that becomes much more clear to them, because obviously you need to teach them things in order for them to kind of, get the idea of what is happening and make sense. Like I am someone that if I don't know what I'm doing or I get told to do something, but I don't understand the why I'm not going to do it. Yep. I just need to know, okay, why am I doing this for? And if I am doing a reverse side, okay, what am I doing this for? Or if I am doing four sets instead of three sets in a, in the a, in, a, in the gym for legs, why am I doing four instead of three? I should be three because people will always try to be in their comfort zone. Mm. They will always want to be comfortable. So anything you ask them to do, if it goes a bit further away from their comfort zone, it has to be justified as to why they have to change. There is a reason why I'm telling you we have to do this this way. And this is why. Because the other way didn't work for you in the past. And if it didn't work before, how is it going to work now? So if it's your your dieting worked before, no. So why we're going to cut straight away once you see your spike on the scale. Like, you don't have to cut because you already did that and you just ended up in a yo-yo dieting for six years. Like, we have to stop that cycle and do the things right this time. And sometimes it is a battle with your client because they want to continue doing their old ways but you have a different approach. But your approach has to be justified. So that's why you have to explain the the, the rationale behind things. And um, and that's why I find like super super amazing and um, that's why I'm so passionate about the coaching has just transformed the people's thinking and how you as a coach, you you pitch the transformation in, in the process and just changing little things that sometimes feel like I just needed to change that and I always wanted to do everything and I just needed to do this, this one thing. So it is. It is amazing, but I think that is where we need to do a bit more better as coaches with clients.
0: Oh, yeah. No, completely. And and I think the hardest part is a lot of times when I end up working with people, they're coming to me post Weight Watchers or post Octavia or post these bullshit brands and companies that have promised extraordinary results. Because when you serve millions of people you're going to get, this is what I feel like people don't get is you're going to get great testimonials, let's say from a thousand people. But if you served 10 million people, you really didn't help a lot of people. You really fucked most people that you, that you took money from to where I would be willing to bet that if we looked at your client's current and past, your percentage of the people you've helped gotten their money's worth and change their life is astronomically high. But for Weight Watchers or for, I don't know, Jenny Craig or whatever, the fuck ever, I mean, doesn't matter, like insert the name out of 100 million people that did it, you know, they had 2,000 that saw success or 5,000 that saw success when that percentage is so low. And that's so that's where, like, when they come to me and you or to uh, Bernardo or Jackie or anybody on, Uh, BioLane's team, by the time they get to us or you guys, they have these beliefs that like the scale, like it's shocking to me, the amount of people that I talk to that really think if the scale doesn't go down every single day, that there's something wrong with them that they're doing something wrong and that something needs to change when the scale like I've had people have crazy transformations and the scale barely changed, but we started Mm -hmm. focusing on the right stuff we started, we started doing the resistance training because I, I love the, I call it the race to the bottom. When people come to me, they go, I don't know why I'm not seeing the results. I want to see, I do endless cardio and I eat nothing. (laughs) And I'm like, right.
2: Yeah.
0: That's why, that's why we're not seeing the results that we want to see. And so kind of as like a final question here, you know, what, what would you tell people who have been through the Jenny Craig, who have been through the Weight Watchers? I know you've elaborated in this a lot already, but what would you tell those people who are just kind of losing hope as far as the, about you know results
2: being possible for them? Let me think about
1: that question. So, if we, if I try to be in their shoes for a while, and like I know they're trying hard to do the right thing,
2: mm-hmm. and I
1: think this is totally why people go to these places because first of all they are popular yeah they are relatively accessible and the marketing is very heavy on yeah. from their stuff there are some kind of tangibles people think they have to have the supplement and they have to have the the meal plan and like things that they can't have on their hands to to sort of make it a bit more appealing. So I I guess the point of those people, the the common denominator for anyone will be they're desperate for a change. They really want to change their lives. They want to being able to move without feeling like their, their knees hurt, mm-hmm. that they can play with their kids without feeling like their mobility is lacking because they just have an excess of body weight. Or just climbing up the stairs, they just feel like they just run out of breath in the middle of the stairs. So that is the common denominator. And they are desperate for just wanting to be the best version of themselves. They just don't know how, they just don't know why. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of baggage also from the emotional components. We have a lot of people that suffer with with these situations, with the amount of weight they carry, or coming from childhood, they probably have a lot of trauma. Things that we don't really know when we see someone overweight. Yep but there is a good amount of things that we don't see that they are carrying with them that are probably the reason why they are where they are and how they are. So just digging deeper into the why and how they did they get there. Some people, they just like eating and eat a lot and they just Mm -hmm. don't give a shit. But the good majority of people, they Something happened or they just found something that really made things harder for them. And they just didn't know how to navigate this situation. And the only thing they knew how to do is cope with something pleasant and nice, which was food. They didn't have any other option. They didn't have any other um, way to escape or mm-hmm. to cope. And food was just the the best their best friend at that point in time so i think the big answer for your question jake is trying to to understand that there there is no just one way to do things and we can choose to do things super super the hard way or the easy way but at the end of the day you got to choose what really works and what really feels like you can sustain. And that even though it may feel slow, it is probably going to be the best bet if you can do it day in and day out without quitting, without burning out. Because that the problem is when you go super hard on something, you put so much energy into it that you definitely can get results. But you can also may not get results and do way more than you were supposed to be doing. Or you may be doing the wrong things that you thought they were the right things, but they weren't. Like people that go and eat completely clean (laughs) where they thought they had to eat clean to to lose weight and just eat broccoli and, and, I don't know, chicken.
0: Yeah, right. But they
1: they could have added a bit of extra flavor and extra things and just pay attention to what really matter, which was, okay, I'm eating all of this shit and I'm not enjoying it and then I'm binging, so what's the point? Or I'm eating so much in ways that I'm not losing weight because I'm not in a calorie deficit, even if I'm eating clean. So I am jumping on the scale and eating like shit because I hate broccoli in the first place I'm bloated, and at the same time, I am not seeing a scale dropping anyways. So what's the point? So it's really getting yourself educated and working and putting your effort into what really matters as well. Like there are things that you, you, you think they matter, but they don't. Like oh the, the ratio, the meal timing or the supplements, like none of that shit matters. Yeah. When it comes to weight loss. If you are able to create a calorie deficit and then, okay, the quality of your nutrition matters, obviously, you want to have protein, you want to have a good, decent quality nutrition so you can have better satiety management and your appetite is better regulated throughout the day and you have more energy, then you start paying attention a bit more to the quality. But also, you don't want to be completely extreme to the sense of, just eating the nutritious foods and then feeling like you have the you have no permission on all these bad foods are completely out of sight because then you will beach at some point. You will say this is not sustainable because I can't spend good time with my family oh, eating yeah. a piece of cake for my birthday because that is a bad food. So again, it is so Coming back to the basics, just having that trifecta as a just kind of like circling back to the oh, very yeah, beginning yeah, of my conversation. circle yeah. back. Your nutrition is hugely important, but just focus on what matters. Mm-hmm. Okay? Protein, calories, if that is the biggest thing for you when it comes to achieving a physique goal, and really focusing on one day at a time. Don't think about... Oh the 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 things that I need to do in, in a week, just focus on the strategizing for each day, planning ahead, thinking what really matters to you, what makes you feel satiated, what makes you feel energetic. These things matter. Then we also have the training part. You want to find a way that you can move throughout the day whether it's just your daily steps and adding some resistance training here and there. If you're not someone who can do resistance training because of an injury or because of something, find a way to get your body, your body moving in any way. Now, if you can add resistance training, amazing. Yep. And you don't need to do endless hours of cardio to achieve weight loss. I see that that has... Somehow has gone has gotten better as resistance training has been pushed to be the thing that really matters. But there is a lot of carry warnings out there still, so yeah. we still need to prioritize putting that message out there because that is a something that needs to still change as well. And then we have the biggest biggest component, which is mindset, behavior change, and habits. If that is slowly but steadily improving as long and along the other two points of the trifecta, they're going to get to where they need to get. And their their goal is going to be closer than they think they it is, provided that they don't quit and they don't hit (laughs) fucking.
0: together no oh, man you put it all back together astrid that was a fucking awesome explanation that was perfect guys if you do that if you do what astrid just described oh my gosh the results i mean nothing this life's guaranteed but the results are basically fucking guaranteed if you do it long enough it will happen that was perfect astrid where can the listeners find you where can they apply to do your awesome coaching so many people need your help where can they find you
1: you will find me in my Instagram is where at the most of the time, anti-diet mm. underscore dietitian or Uh, That is my other accounts that I also have in addition to it. But find application in there if you want to work with me or just DM me if you have any questions or you feel like you need to explore coaching or just find some help. and. I really appreciate the opportunity to have um, this chat with you. I really enjoy it, and I don't know. My brain is different every time I jump on a podcast. Like I never had done this. Kind of looking back, and the uh, yeah, it kind of worked.
0: <laughs> oh what? wow, that was oh wow, that was off the top of the head. Well, that was a fantastic analogy. Again, you've got the the all or something. You can put that on a t shirt that you could sell. I mean, that would be cool. But, guys, check Astrid out. She is awesome. I repost her shit all the time because it's so good. Your Instagram is awesome. Uh, And, guys, if if you want to see anything else from Astrid, go give her a follow. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, guys, and we will see you next
2: time.
1: Thank you.